Travellers, welcome to You Should Have Been There, Podcast 5, with me, Meg Webb. And me, Simon Calder, and today we are talking about Places Glimpsed. This is Mick's idea, and I think it is a brilliant one. The idea that you are making great journeys, or maybe even lesser journeys, and you see somewhere, something, somebody, and you think, oh wow, I must add that to my, well, I'm sorry to use the phrase bucket list, um, or in my case, list of places that I'm really keen to return to and to explore. Well, let me put you on the spot straight away. Um, you um, have just cycled up um, early on a Sunday morning from um, uh, deepest Westminster up Streatham Hill, uh, up Brixton Hill to Streatham, mm-hmm. um, where we are recording this podcast. Um, and uh, I wonder if... Um, was there anything interesting you glimpsed on the way that made you think, I must go back to that? Uh, yes, uh, de- definitely there was, actually. There was a, a, a near the summit of Brixton Hill. And uh, luckily, because of our various adventures, in, I now have a, uh, a an altimeter, which tells me that uh, we're, <laughs> we're now about 50 metres above <laughs> sea level. Um, near the top, there's a over to the right, something I'd never seen before. And bear in mind, that I was born, as I mentioned last time, beside the A23. I now live very, very close to the start of the A23. Um, I love Brighton at the other end of the A23, and this is the road that I know better than any other, but I've never seen this little Portuguese restaurant, um, which I am now vowing to return to, a place glimpsed, and also one which triggers all these ideas of, well, wonderful Portuguese restaurants I've visited um, uh, in, in, in indeed Portugal. So all very good. Nice idea. Thank you. Go on then. Wh- where have you glimpsed? <laughs> Well, before mentioning glimpsed, should we just mention bucket lists, which you referred yeah. to in, in the introduction? Um, have you ever made one? No, um, I, I have a, a kind of mental list of uh, map, map, better than list, a map of places that I'm really keen to go to. But but mostly on a sort of fairly broad brush thing. So there's much of Africa I have yet to visit, uh, various parts of Central Asia. Nepal I've never been to um and I'm not thinking I must go to these places before I die before I kick the bucket I'm just thinking yes I'm looking forward to my journey then um but a number of them have been places that I've just glimpsed whether from a plane a train or whatever um and and thinking yes I have to go back and uh, and do justice to this place because so much to travel these days, of course, is just about glimpses, isn't it? Yes, I suppose it's a bit like the um, stereotype we used to have and possibly still do of, uh, well, it used to be North American travellers, but now um, often Asian travellers who um, whiz through um, Europe, <laughs> which to us, of course, is a mighty place, but to them is something that can be knocked off in a week with a day here and an evening there and then another day somewhere else and uh, I suppose um, that I am not really a great fan of that kind of thing I mean I for example in um, Florence which I went to once I uh, realized after I'd been there for a couple of weeks that um, although I thoroughly enjoyed it and felt that I'd really 
started to get to know it, I'd actually failed to go and see any of the things you were supposed to see. Um, why was that? I, well, because um, <laughs> I'd mostly just been wandering around and sitting mm-hmm. in squares and drinking coffee and um, watching people. And then as I got a little bit more confident in Italian chatting to them and I forgot to go and see the Duomo, although I did manage to um, take in the Duomo. I had been to the Ponte Vecchio actually, which is absolutely wonderful. And um, and I'd forgotten to go to the Uffizi Gallery, which again, I, and I had to actually pack most of it all into the last day. So thereby um, replicating all those people that I was um, slightly casting um, aspersions on earlier. Uh, well, th- this actually kind of leads on to an entirely different podcast, which is about um, attractions that you have either that have either disappointed or that you have um, neglected. So, a good good one to 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 do. But but you, uh, yes, I mean, you, and it's impossible to glim- be in Italy without gl- in Florence without glimpsing the uh, mighty Duomo. But there's so much else. I was on a train. There is this wonderful, of course, um, Italy has great high-speed lines now, but the old classic, as they're called, lines are best, not least because they're about one-third of the price. And there's a line which runs down from Genoa through the Cinque Terre, these uh, five villages uh, connected only by foot or by rail, um, to Pisa, Centrale, and then finally down to Rome. Every, Every mile of which makes you think, this is utterly gorgeous um beautiful bays suddenly being revealed offshore islands and it, it honestly that is an area of italy that i'm now absolutely determined to return to it can happen here as well um i'm going to single out the uh, the east coast main line between edinburgh and london most of which i'm afraid once you're south of durham is pretty dull but uh, if you're on the stretch from Dunbar, which is if you've made the journey, where it suddenly turns from heading north, coming out of Edinburgh, and you're heading northeast or east northeast at least towards Moscow, um, you are <laughs> you are check it on a map, and then at Dunbar, uh, which is a lovely fishing town in its own right, you do a very sharp right and start heading down the coast to uh, towards Berwick. That's that's gorgeous and makes you think. Well, I just want to come back and and, and walk. Uh, rather than travelling at 100 miles an hour through here. Uh, well, I, having actually walked through that area you mentioned, the Cinque Terre, I would thoroughly recommend it. Um, uh, we used to have family friends who lived um, near La Spezia in, in, ah. in, on that uh, stretch of coast, and uh, it was very easy um, to go from La Spezia on the train to the northernmost um, village you could then walk through the five seaside um, well they're, they're little fishing villages each one slightly different from the other um, sort of cascading down the hillside the cliffside to a beautiful bay uh, and um, I mean ideally you'd spend five days over it staying in each uh, each place and eating um, splendid seafood and drinking a very lovely white wine which they ah. made there but uh, you mentioned trains, and I think they're a very good way of glimpsing these places. Not if you're on a fast train, and that's my only objection to the French TGV, which is so fast and so efficient that actually you don't really glimpse anything much because uh, well, the just stuff got rushes an... past. But, but it's all very good, particularly if you're heading for the south and... and uh... 
the place where all the impressionists went because you you were just there in this great impressionist blur. Um, oh, I hadn't thought of it like well, that. Yeah. Uh, but look, here, maybe, maybe uh, a listener may be able to help with this. Crew to Chester. It's one of those um, journeys that uh, that I've made fairly frequently. It's about 20 miles of railway. No intermediary stations because they've all been taken away. But uh, not long after leaving Crew, you do see this amazing castle, which I've always tried to return to and for various reasons have never succeeded in doing so. Which leads me on to ask you, how often do you actually go back and check out the places that you've, you've glimpsed? I'm just trying to think if I ever have done. I think probably never. Um, but I'm going to, because mm-hmm. talking about this has awoken all kinds of um, interesting recollections. The simplest of them, actually, is a railway one, which is on my way to Stansted Airport, <laughs> by rail from uh, Liverpool Street, somewhere around Harlow, Newtown. I think it's before you get there. Mm-hmm. The train often stops or slows down in a way this is the Stansted so-called express which is of course very annoying to slow down when you're almost certainly late for your flight anyway but there is a an idyllic bit of countryside with a stream and a Ah. and some beautifully manicured lawns which sort of come down towards the railway line and some woods and it's kind of rather classic British countryside as you often don't see anymore Um, and I've often wondered where that was but never quite bothered to get round to finding out where it was but I'm going to look that up and then something that of a similar type but but um, in Spain it's a rural idyll again which must say something about me maybe I'm lusting after a uh, you know a pastoral past but anyway this scene I saw from a car driving between Valencia and Cordoba <laughs> in in Spain, and it was a few years ago, as are many of my um, travel memories. The sun was setting, and off towards the left-hand side of the road, I can see it now, in a sunken valley, but extraordinarily green for that part of the world, and at that time yeah. of the year... There were people, men, I think, with scythes cutting hay. Ah. And it, it was extraordinary because everywhere else was quite sun-parched and, and was yellow and ochre and brown and reddy-coloured, as southern Spain is when the summer's a bit advanced. And then there was this, this I suppose it was an oasis of green, and then this what appeared to be an idyllic scene of happy people chopping away <laughs> across. It probably wasn't like that at all, and uh, I have no idea exactly where it was, but... I did think at the time I would love to go back there. I must go back there. Um, and maybe I should make a greater attempt to try and find out where it was. Uh, you must, you must. Um, but the antithesis of this is a journey I made only last week um, where this is where you glimpse plenty and you have exactly zero wish ever to return. Um, I, I was trying <laughs> to get to... Uh, in fact, um, I, I was, of course, I mentioned the East Coast Main Line. That was all on the same trip. I was heading north to... Um, Scotland for complicated reasons to do with not wanting to pay close on £100. I was um, taking an unusual course which um, involved a train to East Midlands Parkway which is I think the most soulless station in the UK certainly possibly the world 
uh, where you board a, a mega bus to Doncaster and you're driving along the M1, the M18, and there is exactly nothing of any uh, touristic value that I could possibly see. No inspiration whatsoever. And I'm sorry. And if people want to tell me the things I missed while travelling in a bus between uh, East Midlands Parkway and Doncaster, please do do feel free to heckle. Um, I, th I think in our last programme I came up with the slogan, the police place where dreams begin um i think uh, that journey was the place where all hope ends and uh, certainly i don't want to return there thank you very much having glimpsed uh, more than enough in the course of um, a very slow long hour that's quite depressing um <laughs> and uh, i'm going to uh, try and lighten the mm. mood with um, a reference to a town in france I was driving with my, at the time, long-suffering family. With they're they're surely still long-suffering, are they? Not even uh, longer-suffering. No, right because the, well, they've actually the two boys have uh, have left home, right. so uh, they've clearly got the message or decided that uh, they've done enough suffering. We were the, the suffering part of it was that um, as a family we used to go to the centre of France, a rather depopulated zone called La Creuse, and it is quite beautiful. Mm. Um, it's uh, mainly um, lakes and relatively low hills and forests, woods, and the most stunning architecture. It, it's it, the, the sort of characteristic houses are farmhouses, which are, are built in granite, on and on the tops of uh, the the ridges of the hills, so they sort of you know they stand out. And the uh, the builders of the Creuse, les Maisons de la Creuse, were mm -hmm. famous, and they possibly still are in France, as they were the ones who, in fact, um, uh, trekked northwards to build Paris, as we Did know they? and love it. Uh, yes, 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 yeah, absolutely, that, uh, because um, of so their fame in, in um, yeah. Right, and and so which era? Well, Paris as we know and love it. So that would be the the Houseman. The Houseman. France. Right. So, right, so yeah. uh, second half of the nineteenth century. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, good for them. And it's good for them. But, but um, how depopulating? Uh, how depopulating? Because I don't know how many of them actually went back afterwards. Uh, anyway, they uh, the for various reasons this is a lovely place to go. Although it does suffer from quite dodgy weather all the clouds come in from the atlantic from the on the westerly winds and the first time they get a chance to kind of dump the water it tends to be on the cruise so you do get some quite lengthy spells of drizzly rain um, which means that it's not quite as ideal a place to camp um, as it could be but we did anyway and for years after discovering a very lovely campsite which was not really a campsite. It was just um, a rather well-maintained block of toilets and wash basins with only freezing cold water, I'm sorry to say, beside a lake whose water was a lot warmer, which was oh, quite nice. Um, that... um, anyway, it's a lovely place to camp. Um, you meet some very nice people there, but after a while, the boys got rather bored with this, and one year they actually rebelled and said, we're only coming uh, if we can then go to a proper campsite nearer the coast yes so we went to our favorite campsite in the creuse um, and it was all fine it rained quite a lot and um, uh, we 
enjoyed it. Um, Steph and I enjoyed it. Uh, the boys sort of enjoyed it. Um, and then we drove across country to the Vendée, which is right, that to the strip rest, yes. of, yeah. of, of golden beaches, which mm. claims to have more sun than anywhere yeah. else in the in Western Europe. And it probably does. Um, and the weather is lovely because all the rain has gone to the Creuse. And at some point we went on a road which cut through a small town. I thought, as we went through it, that looks absolutely lovely. I, it was the colour of the stone, mm. the, there were churches and I don't know, squares. It just looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, and, um, but what was the name? Well, I have no idea. Um, I've, I have tried looking, actually, on using, the, uh, using Google and, uh, and all those that amazing sort of 3D stuff so you can actually go and see, visit the place. Um, and uh, th- there was one that I thought I'd got right, but it, 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 when I actually um, uh, walked through the town virtually, it actually seemed extremely boring and not very nice at all. And um, so um, I'm, I'm not sure whether I'll, I'll ever be able to track it down. Well, uh, it's so interesting you mentioned that part of France because my my next bid is places you've glimpsed out of aircraft windows and this is very very important for me um now uh, i think in our next uh, podcast we're going to be talking about how you can fly with a clear conscience or can you fly with a clear conscience um but i do fly a great deal and i fly a great deal on ryanair because they're cheaper and many would say greener as well and i pay as little as possible obviously um (laughs) and London Stansted to Seville. Um, I got a got a window seat, and I can't remember what the what the price of the, the trip was. It almost doesn't matter, but it was an absolutely priceless view, particularly coming down the west coast of France. What I did see was these extraordinarily intricate islands, and ah. Ile de Rey, which is as you yes. know connected with. Um, a, a, a kind of bit of a, an umbilical bridge to uh, uh, to to, to um, Western France to La Rochelle uh, is just gorgeous. It looked gorgeous, and I went and checked, and it indeed is gorgeous. So that was a a glimpse. And my my latest one, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I paid. And I do remember this because it was uh, it was only two weeks ago. I think uh, sixteen pounds from to get from Kerry Airport in the west of Ireland to Stansted. Just a historical note about that. I had glimpsed Kerry Airport the first time I went to Ireland, which was 1973 when I was hitchhiking, and I stood opposite Kerry Airport because I'd been dropped off there, thinking, and I remember thinking this, imagine being able to fly from here to Britain, wouldn't that be amazing? And concluding, of course, that it wouldn't ever happen. Um, but I glimpsed it, and then, uh, how many years? Forty-six years later, um, I was I was back with my Ryanair ticket, uh, and climbed aboard. It's a beautiful, by the way, Art Deco um, airport terminal. It's uh, it's quite uh, uh, very sophisticated. Um, Climbed on board and flew on this most gorgeous November evening. Um, the sun slowly sinking, but with the whole of Southern Ireland mapped out. And you see this intricate coastline and it's all gorgeous, particularly the vast harbour at, uh, at, at Cork. And then 
creeping in. You think, well, what's that landmass over there? And you realise it's Cornwall. And you can trace the whole of the Cornish, North Cornish coast going into Devon, into Somerset. Um, and you think, I'm paying £14 for this and I am seeing all these wonderful places. And yes, I must I must visit that, that whole uh, corrugation of, of, of coastline. So places you've glimpsed from a plane, I think, are very good. What, by the way, is the property that only Uzbekistan and Liechtenstein share? Um, I'm going to have to hurry. You You're going to. Uh, uh, they are both double landlocked. They are both <laughs> surrounded by countries which themselves are landlocked. And there's only two countries in the world, and they are they are Uzbekistan and Liechtenstein. One of them very, very big and really quite important. The other one, not. There well, we are. I know. So if, in fact, you had on your bucket list countries that are double doubled. landlocked, it wouldn't really be too arduous. No, well, it, it would be it, testing but yeah. and interesting, perhaps, to visit them. But yeah. I, um, I, I, oh, but, but just on the subject of, of places you look at, Kazakhstan, which is on the way to everywhere, and I spent a lot of time going over Kazakhstan, because that's the quickest way to get to Hong Kong, which is exactly on the route between the, the UK and, uh, and Sydney. And I remember looking out over Kazakhstan, thinking this is a bleak, wild endless landscape I must come back here and I went back there and it was a bleak wild endless landscape and I'd had quite enough after about a day so so yes it's not always not always fruitful when you glimpse and go glimpse and go glimpse and go yeah well that's another yeah Yeah. (laughs) just writing that down now I think a new career in tourism marketing (laughs) awaits Um, but I mean, in a way, we've what we're doing here is creating a, um, a an alternative bucket list, um, and yes. I don't really know um, what is on most people's bucket lists, but I have occasionally looked at ones you can find online, and they do strike me as being places that, um, although wonderful um, from various points of view, are also probably going to suffer from a major disadvantage, which is that lots of other people mm. will have them on their bucket list and therefore you will have to um, uh, book your slot for this. Uh, you will be surrounded by um, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people doing exactly the same thing. And uh, I, I mean, I suppose there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't, uh, it's not, doesn't appeal to me greatly. Um, and for this reason, I have never been to Chichen Itza, in yes. southern Mexico, in the Yucatan, which is yeah. um, reputed to be the um, greatest Mayan city, city yeah. ruin, which can be visited. But um, it's very difficult to get there without coinciding with coachloads of people from the resort hotels in Cancun. And I must say that I am perfectly satisfied, or more than satisfied, with finding a very small site even if i haven't actually discovered it which you might be able to drive to within three or four kilometers of but which you then have to walk maybe even um cut a bit of um jungle away to get to and uh, yes. uh it, it, yeah, that that is just so exciting
Oh well, you see, I, I would not. Um, I, I would give give uh, Chichen Itza more of a glimpse. It's not that difficult. I've been there a couple of times, um, and obviously, well, returning to uh, to tourist attractions it depends on how compelling they are. Very compelling, I found. Um, but you just stay in the local village, and you just get there as soon as it opens. Yeah. Forgive me, I think it's eight a.m. Uh, by eleven o'clock, when the tour groups have all turned up from from Cancun on the coast, um, you then leave and uh, maybe go back at, uh, uh, towards sundown. But uh, uh, it's, it's just a matter of timing, as so much in, um, well, in travel Jeff. is. But but just on the subject of, 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 of trekking through the jungle, I mean, the same thing applies, of course, to Greek islands. Um, a second or indeed third order island is always more rewarding. And those are the ones with not no uh, airports, and even places you have to reach from an island that doesn't have an airport already. So, so um, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, uh, I, sorry, I've got an example. Actually. Oh, go, go, please, uh, please give me one. Good, yeah. Well, I think it's a very good example. Yes. Um, right, the island of Cres or Tres, um, which is in Tres. Tres. I think I'm going to say Tres yes. in the Kavarner Islands um, in the north of the Adriatic. It's Croatians, and you can, you have to get a ferry to get to Tres, and you, to get the ferry, you have to go from the island of Kirk, K-R-K, which actually does have an airport uh, on it. It's, um, it's near the city of Rijeka, uh, and Ryanair used to fly there, though I think they don't anymore, um, but you can get there from Zadar or from Pula, as, as we did. Well, you have to get to Kirk, and then you have to get a ferry onto Tres, um, and then off the southern part of Tres, which I had glimpsed on a previous occasion, um, you can see two or three other islands, um, and one of them is called Ilovik, um, <laughs> and uh, there is another um irregular ferry which goes from the southernmost <laughs> part of Tres, which actually is another island called Mali Loshing, which oh, is yes. of interest but it's a, um, yes. and uh, it's a 20 minute trip across to this uh, tiny island with one tiny village with one tiny street and a number of um, uh, a number of bays and you can there are no cars allowed on this island this is the night there are no cars on this island and uh, it's a lovely place to um just walk round and feel um, I have got away from it all. <laughs> well, you've you've given me a glimpse to into a place which I very very much want to return to, Mick. So thank you very much indeed for that. And of course, we're thrilled to hear from our lovely listeners about places that they have glimpsed. Maybe you've just glimpsed a scene, uh, just a, a few frames in a film, and thought you must go there and tell us the places you have glimpsed and gone and. Let us know how it was for you. You can actually do that um, by leaving an audio message, as they call it, on the website anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, um, which kindly hosts our splendid podcast. So you should have been there at um, anchor.fm and uh, click on the button, um, leave an audio message and tell us um, uh, about your favourite glimpse. And, of course, uh, talking of you should have been there, our next podcast is, well, perhaps you should have been there, but probably you shouldn't have flown. <laughs> we will be talking about how you can fly with a clear conscience. Or can you? Or not. 
um, or should you? Or how can you? Well, my my final catchphrase of the week is going to be mitigate, don't legislate. But uh, therefore, we, we we can discuss this, and you can give us your <laughs> thoughts in advance. Um, but uh, but for now, uh, thank you for taking a glimpse into our world, and I uh, hope it's given you some ideas for travel. Um, for me, Simon Calder, and me, Big Web. <laughs> <laughs>